Hello and welcome to the Liberty and Paul podcast. I'm delighted to be joined as always by Mr. Dan Devaney. Good evening, gentlemen. He beat COVID. He's been he's beat he's beating COVID as we speak. Realistic. And uh, the illustrious Mikey Dahl. How you doing, Mikey? I am top of the world, Paul, looking down on the Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, yeah, Mikey Dow was Mikey Dow was at the game. I was at the game, aye. Where are you at the game today? Where are you I, at the game? I was at the game. I got my body up the road. Um, oof, what a day! What a day! What a weekend! <laughs> the sun was splitting the trees. That walk up the Gallagher to Celtic Park. The buzz was just yeah. I mean, I hadn't been here. When I mean. That long since I've been to a Celtic game, um, but nevertheless, it was just something about Saturday was just magic. You know, everyone was just up for it, um, and yeah, obviously the Glasgow Celtic put on a show, which was just which was good. Well, for the first thirty minutes, um, but no, like just everything about the day was just set up perfect. You know, um, so yeah. Nice couple of Guinness before the game, nice couple of Guinness afterwards, and that was, yeah. Um, that was Did you go to Conley's? No, I went to, before the game, we went to Rab Hawes, um, and then after the game, we went to Babity Bowsters. So, Bowsters, yeah. Yeah, so it was good. I used to get my tongs in there for the wash machine. Because <laughs> <laughs> I lived across the road. Oh, really? I had to get in there for the tongs. For the dryers, sorry, the dryers. <laughs> Disappear yeah. for a tongue for a dryer, you can back three pints down. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good bar. It is a good it is. bar. Um, it is. So no, that that was that and I was I was pretty busy and yeah, I was just I just honestly just just loved it. I was, and then to top it off, I met Martin Henry on the walk up the Gallagate as well, as he was getting off the train at Belgrove and walked him up to the ground. So so yeah, all in all top day you know and there was no there was no Mikey Dow problem with the tickets you just no, bosh, bosh, bosh. It, so so my <laughs> so my brother's got I can't even it's he's got like a state a share you know he's got like half a season ticket basically so um, tickets were absolutely secured knew I had them no problem you know back pocket job there you go Smooth as anything. It really was a perfect day. C- couldn't complain. I was wondering how they were saying it sold out. Yeah, behind the goal, there was so many empty seats. And I mean, like, I get it, but that's not as much season ticket section, but it's, there was loads of empty seats. Because I was looking at getting home at the St. Johnson game in two weeks, and again, it's sold out. I've not booked a fight yet, but it's sold out, and I'm kind of going, they book a, like, I'll probably get a ticket, you know what it's like, but, mm. uh, well, for me and my son, but, and there was loads of empty seats. Even though I it's said so I mean, yeah, I, even like the row that I was in wasn't. I mean, it's just it's the usual, isn't it? It's season ticket season ticket holders that they end up not going to the game and don't do anything with their ticket, and it's a real shame because, yeah, like you say, there's they're selling out and the demands are there. So, but I mean, it was still a great atmosphere. I thought at, at the game, I mean, my my brother's tickets north 
North Stand upper, like right in the east corner. So we're basically above the Green Brigade um, or the North Cover, whatever you call them. So, you know, like the atmosphere down that end of the stadium was really good. I mean, I know people have things to say about the Green Brigade. Personally, I, I, you know, I think it's better. I think they add so much to going to a Celtic game. Um, yeah. I, I used to go back like in the O'Neill days and, you know, especially in days when, you know, it probably was more teams that you were absolutely cuffing, you know, like the atmosphere was just pretty, yeah, yeah it was pretty crap at times, to be honest. But ah, yeah, them, you were going to the pub at 60 minutes every week, yeah, really? Yeah, but with them, it's just, it's just, it's just a party atmosphere and they hold their tops off and all that. And so, yeah, it just, um, you know, the, the atmosphere was great as well. So, and what, what we've done in the park, I mean, yeah. I mean, I was saying on the ga- on the way up to the game, like most of the Celtic home games or some of the boys that, that go to the games, are like, it's like well, most of the Celtic home games are pretty stodgy affairs recently. You know, it's been difficult. To break team down like that Dundee game that we you know that was yeah was just awful a Dundee United game was that just before when was that at the end of January when Abada scored in the last minute um so there's been a lot of real kind of you know I guess poor performance or you know not not great spectacles I won't say poor performances but not you know Celtic weren't playing great whereas on Saturday we just Ross County away. Um, so can I ask the dark? So, so the first thirty minutes, who are you watching? Then who 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 is blowing them away? The entire team, or is it is it the midfield, or is it Geo now just clicking through the gears? What, so, what, what did you? I mean, uh, Jota was good. I mean, for me, I really one of the guys that um, my brother knows is incredibly harsh critic of pretty much everyone, and he was. Basically saying he doesn't rate Hatate that much. Anyway, we'll we'll leave that to one side. <laughs> but um, I, I really Hatate's kind of touches and just general composure and calmness on the ball was was what really kind of um, caught my eye. Jakamakamakamakis uh, was causing problems left, right, and centre. Yep. Yeah, and then Jota, obviously. That you know that like that first goal. I mean, Jota's playing in the right. Um, Maida's playing in the left I thought Maida Maida was another one that, that really caught my eye just because he's complete tireless running um, and just you know he looks re- I think he looks really good on the left hand side as well you can see why that's his natural position um, because he's really good at just A closing down defenders but also just getting out of that nice little pocket of space just you know in between like Jack him, you know, like he's not quite on the wing. He's not playing up front. He's in that space in the middle and just generally kind of feeding off scraps in there. So, so he was really good. Um, but but yeah, Yota really he was really in the mood. And Taylor, I know, thought as well was uh, done quite well. Yeah, Greg Taylor. Uh, yeah, and do you know <laughs> first time I'd ever seen Starfelt play as well, and he to me he seems he seems to have the ball an awful lot. You know, like. I know he gets slagged off, but I'm wondering, like, is that because I mean, he's he's the ball way more than any of the other defenders in that team. It's always him that gets the ball, and, and he's basically he's the guy that's that's trying to make stuff happen from the back. So I was really impressed with him as well. I was actually impressed with how cool and uh, Cami was on the ball. Um, 
But yeah, he's very composed. That's what I like about Starfield, and he's not scared to bring the ball out. Like yeah. We were saying that the last time Paul went me, didn't it, against Rangers as well. He's held it, but really composed about it. And I think he just gets greased because they sell the sport love. They need a, a Whitten boy at some point, you know what I mean? A, yeah. One or two Whitten boys to um, have a go at. The crowd didn't seem to get on his back that much. I think Taylor's the kind of whipping boy now, even though he had a great chance in the first half as well. It was a nice move and he had he was basically in in the keeper. Um and, and you know, probably should have scored. But I mean for him to be getting into those positions is pretty good as well. I think, you know, he they all just looked really comfortable in the system, to be honest. That was what I, I kinda noticed, I suppose, long winded answer to your first question, Paul. Everyone looked really, really comfortable. Um, I, I was actually, I don't know how often this happens. I've never really noticed it on the TV, but obviously the first goal kind of comes from well, Jota coming over from the right-hand side to the left, but not swapping with Maeda. It was like overloads on that left-hand side. So, you know, that was quite noticeable that, you know, basically they, they just couldn't live with it. Ross County couldn't live with it. Um, Yota's on the on the same side as Maeda and, and you know puts that you know, good cross to, to the back post for Jackamakis. So it wasn't you know where the previous home game seemed to have been quite you know one dimensional. Like get to the byline and put a cross in, and Maeda's not getting anywhere near it. This was more try to find different angles for crosses, and you know that one was the the back post one, um, you know and. Yeah, so that was that was good as well. You know, just I think the way the, the corners, the, the variety on the corners as well, where they were taking them, getting the ball down, putting it, taking it short, and going for the instead of the old cross into the box scenario, which yep. is all Celtic fans know isn't very profitable for us. Um, and can so we can we that. say that that can we say that the second goal, um, that or the first Maeda goal, was really a goal from a corner, wasn't it? I mean, it was Jacques Marcus headed it, and Maeda Ross County maybe maybe wanted to to, to mark him. <laughs> Might have been quite good. But but by that point they were at sixes and sevens. We we'd blown them away. Like I say, we were and we were dragging, running them ragged, dragging them everywhere. We had the yeah. most blatant penalty ever. Um, no, um, the referee waved it away. I mean, yeah, this won't work in a podcast, but the the boys basically put his arm out and leaned into the ball. And I still, to this, you know, I do not know what the referee saw it and gave some reason as to why he didn't give the goal, but uh, the penalty. But it was it was honestly the most stonewall penalty I've ever seen not given. Yeah, Robertson, Robertson was the ref. That's how. <laughs> Like, I mean, he basically caught the ball. And I thought, no, 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 you know. And I was like, was he saying that it hit his, chest, hit his chest or hit his side? But it was like the ball bounced, you know, like the other way. So if it, oh, yeah, the, the, it just wasn't even possible for it to have, to have hit his chest. So anyway. Yeah. It, the other bad, I was watching it on Celtic TV and the other uh, bad call from the ref, which Tom Boyd picked up on really well, was obviously... The, uh, the tackle on Rogic got your man sent off, but about three or four minutes before it, the same guy done a, not a similar tackle, but a bad tackle as well. Again, I, I don't know if it was on Rogic. It was definitely the same Ross County player anyway. Half one of the Celtic players, and it was at least a yellow card, and Robertson let him away with it. Didn't even speak yep. to him. Yep. So the same boys obviously went, geez, I'm getting away with this. I'm going to do it again. 
and then he does Rogic a treat and I couldn't believe he gets sent off but there you go they'd lost their discipline that like that's the thing and I Aye. know that it's been getting attraction on social media but oh that was never a sending off but the context of the game for me being there actually ruined the game um, because mm-hmm. we were absolutely pummeling them we were 3-0 up and we had two one stone wall and one I thought penalty uh, claim turned down they were losing the rag flying in a sending off was coming anyway even if that was the wrong decision like you say the same guy I remember there was some really hefty tackles flying in so you know if anything that just forced them even more it just you know keep it sat in and uh, yeah, sit in and t- just, took the wind out of ourselves as well a bit. Yeah, exactly so, here, so just, can I do a quick question then just a quick question maybe to, to Dan so, so Celtic 88 team Martin O'Neill's team the treble one and the Invincibles you could basically name the team. Is the team we see at the weekend? Is that the team you'll remember as the, the McGregor, Roger, Hattie, Jota, Gio, Maeda? Is that the team that that the other players sit in Starfield? Is that the team that's going to win as the league? In terms of that, you know that way. Is that the standard eleven for us or Kyogo? I mean, he's not really contributed as much now as Gio. So what do you think then? The team that you've seen at the weekend, is that the team? Yeah, definitely, definitely Jack Marcus. Maida, yeah, Furuhashi, as you say, hasn't he contributed as much, even though he has put a hell of a lot towards the team. Yeah, oh, definitely. I'm yeah. not knocking the guy in any way, shape or form. Um, but then in the centre of the park, I, I, yeah, I would remember Rogic before Riley again because he has contributed more. Mm-hmm. Who would I play first? I would probably play Rogic before Riley. Um, but again, even when Arelli came on, I thought he'd done really well um, at the weekend. Even though, um, as I say, the game that's when the game kind of went down the way. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, I'd say yeah, that's a fair comment. That is probably the team you will remember. Definitely Jota. Uh, the back four, definitely the keeper, obviously mm-hmm. Rice itself. The, the thing yeah, is, the, yeah, the, th- the thing is, it's now that team there has got two players that we brought in at Christmas time. And make making a real contribution, and then when you look at it, like Turnbull is going to come back, and if you look at a midfield now, get into the last six or seven games of the season, there's real, real competition now for somebody just to get a jersey or actually get into the squad, and that hopefully it's going to be good for us. You know what I mean? Would you put Turnbull straight in though? Because I, I definitely think why change winning formula? You know, now Turnbull's a great personally come off the bench when uh, you're needing a bit of a spark or a bit of a different idea in midfield if Robert isn't turning it on or Riley's already on and he's not giving out the goods you know what I mean would you play Turnbull straight away in front of any of those lads or would you go with what we've been winning with at the moment see I, I, and Mikey you can come in just two <laughs> seconds I, I, I just keep seeing the last couple of performances that Turnbull had for Celtic and I think he'd, if he can get back to that level, maybe it'll take a few games or, or maybe a couple of months. But I thought he'd, he'd got himself to probably the best level of his career just before he was injured, you know. I mean, that little goal against Dundee United, a couple of European performances. He, he dropped, Mike, remember we talked about him dropping, he, he was a bit slack in Europe. 
but he started his start to motor. I don't, I don't know. Like, I actually don't know. I, don't, I can only... Whoever comes on, I'll, I'll do it bad. I'd like Turnbull to get a couple of games just to finish what he started because he really was incredible at the start of the season. I will put it this way: the next the next game, as we all know, is the Hans Ibrox, right? So we win that, we're six clear. There's what five games to go, six games to go. Sorry. So you win that, you're kind of it's yours to totally throw away. So who do you play Ibrox in? You don't play Turnbull Ibrox to start, do you? No. No. Aye, that's fair enough then. I'd say you kind of go with that team for Saturday, more or less. Mikey? Rogic is going to be out, though, isn't he? What? Rogic is out, I think. After oh, that sorry, yeah, I have that tackle, so it'll be O'Reilly, probably. Um, yeah. Um, I'm assuming he'll go with Maida, but he might just go with Gio up front. Has O'Reilly played against Rangers? Gio, Paul Gio. Yeah, O'Reilly did play against Rangers. I mean, O'Re- I mean that was the... Was he Swanson? Was, that was his sorry start. Yeah, it was his first that, game. That it was McGregor, Atati, and Riley as the midfield. Okay. Um, yeah, I'd I'd go with that. Then I wasn't as impressed with Riley on Saturday, but I mean, he came on. The game was kind of you know I, I felt it was quite probably not fair to really make a make a judgment on him that much, but um, you know I kind of. I'm thinking more about when we were playing great obviously he wasn't on the pitch but anyway I I wouldn't have any qualms about throwing him in um, yeah that, that's I mean yeah. will Furuhashi be back? I reckon he might be they kind of they said that um, you know he was two weeks behind Turnbull basically didn't they? that's essential and I'm presuming they both tore their hamstrings so Furuhashi for a place on the bench but he can't be dropping Jack and I mean that front three worked so well um, yeah because yeah. actually he can't drop Jack Marcus against their centre halves no chance because he let him blunt bully the hell at them because yeah. I actually thought to myself that Maeda was was struggling a wee bit but he's really pushed on hasn't he he's got a goal he's got a couple of goals and suddenly he just he seems to just, he seems as if he's just pushing himself every game, I mean. He's just not, I don't think, I mean, I don't think he's a, in that, that Ange system. He's not the front man, do you know what I mean? Like he, like that running that he does in the closing downs, so much, like he can basically do that from the left hand side as well. You know, he's so quick. Um, and I just think he, you know, he's just, he just seems more suited and more, yeah, he seems like he, you know, he understands that role, playing that role a little bit better as well, and he seems a lot more relaxed doing it. So, so yeah, I think that was maybe a bit unfair on Maeda the, you know, the criticism he was getting because that kind of wasn't his best position basically, and the team ourselves, like getting up to him, weren't were going through a, a bit of a sticky patch as well. So, you know, I think. For me, I saw everyone playing well, the whole collective team playing well, and he was definitely up there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's unhoppable. But what are you saying then, it, do, Mr. Devaney, do we just go and beat? Is this a team capable of just beating Rangers now? Are you just putting this to bed? or? I definitely have. I don't see why we, why we can't. You know what I mean? We put them to the sword at Celtic Park, so... Why can't we do it again? Yes, okay, it's Irox, etc. But 
they're definitely beatable. There's no doubt about that. Your uh, Rangers, interestingly enough, I know Hendel doesn't like talking about Rangers, but we have to sort of look at them slightly. Uh, Rangers have continued to play with two holding midfield players. Lindstrom Sands at the weekend with Bobby. Jack and Sands. Bobby. With, and, uh, yeah, Bobby Sands and then Jack and Kamara. <laughs> So the Rangers fans are not happy that he continues to play with these defensive, two defensive midfield players in games like Dundee, etc, etc. But I wonder if, in the back of his head, he's trying to keep a settled team, just ride his luck, but the game he's really looking to play those type of players in is against us. You get my drift? You can get away with it. and I, I'll be honest. I, I don't really. I don't watch Rangers. I don't even watch your highlights most of the time. Mm. So when you're saying that, like, what is it you're saying? They play with Sands and who? Lindstrom and Sands played the, the two anchor in the front of the defence. Front of the defence against Dundee. So where does Ryan Jack play? Next to Kamara, no, then like no, the forward. Yeah, no. The, the, Ryan Jack must be injured. Jack and Sands then the week before. Oh, sorry. Right, Jack okay. and Kamara. So they've got these three or four players that they play. Is the fit two holding defence midfield players? In front and of the back four? Front of the back four. Now, what? when I heard this, I went, okay, I better have a look at this. But yeah, it seems like they're doing it every week. And I can only summarise it. He, Geo's, uh, what do you call it, is trying to get a, a, a team together that can at least hold Celtic. Uh, and and if, if he does that, then with that type, I wonder what sort, of, what sort of game we're going to get. Is that with the way they're playing in Europe as well? Is that a European strategy? Because they're obviously in the corners. Well, I mean, the European stuff... I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Like the, the European stuff... If Rangers were to bring their European form against Celtic, that'd be really interesting. I just don't think they will. Because I, I don't think Rangers have played well at all this season in the league. But Europe's been a different matter. I just... I think the I think the Rangers players play well in Europe because they're selling themselves. Well, maybe they will play well against us. It, it, I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't think Rangers have played well at all this year. Mickey? Honestly, the, the way we played on Saturday, mm-hmm. and from what I've seen of Rangers in that last old firm game and and other bits, we've got to be well. We've got to be really strong favourite there. I hate kind of. Making these predictions come back and kind of bite you in the bum, don't you? Don't you? <laughs> so well, and yeah, I, I almost the, the European results and performances a bit like you're saying there, Paul. I look at them and I go, "How are they doing that?" I mean, we yeah. we blew them away. You know, the only team, and that's why you know Bodo Glimt. And I, listen, I know that you you've got your own views on that, but you know they they basically played us at our own game. You know, pressed us, fat. You know, were really fast in the rounders. That's the way he beat us, and I just can't see. I can't see how Rangers are going to be able to do that. You know, they don't have the players. That that's not the style of football they play. Um, you know, if they're playing two holding midfielders, they did. They did actually against the Red Star Belgrade. They played Jack and Lindstrom, so they are playing a European formation. So I presume they're going to do the exact same against. They're going to do the exact same against us, which they're going to give us a lot of the ball, then, aren't they? Essentially, because 
Only <laughs> one player up front. Morelos is injured. He's he's kind of an injury. So would they play Roof? Roof's apparently been pretty sharp. Aribo has been off the boil. Yeah, again, I'm I'm sort of looking at it going. Uh, Angie said he was going to finish this season. That was that the team would be the fittest finishing the season. And what you're saying to me is, on the flesh, they look pretty sharp. So he he, he may just get in what it for a take a draw. <laughs> well, unless remember Van Bronckhorst mm-hmm. take a draw. Yeah, yeah, mate. Yeah, try and frustrate us. But that's what I mean. Like it, if the, the only way you, you're going to beat that Celtic team playing like that is to take the game to them um, and yeah that, that doesn't seem to be the way Rangers play so it's going to be very interesting put it that way because I just right now can't see what they're going to do that will hurt us other than just try and spoil it and, and get a draw and, and kind of keep, keep look the at, back. look at the Rangers the Rangers team that played the one the one the one that beat the Red Star 3 nothing was Lundstrom, Jack and Kamara in the same team, three holding midfield players, Ken, Morelos, Aribo. But that's mental. Like if they turned up at Celtic, then you would basically, if they were to, to, to do that, then you've only really got three players that are going forward. The rest now, are just again, ball carriers. Again, I never saw that game. Is that the game at Ibrooks? Yeah, game? yeah, yeah. But everybody that's watched it says that Red Stars have scored at least three or four. Mm-hmm. Because missed a penalty obviously as well didn't they but um, apparently there's loads of chances against Rangers I don't know if McGregor, McGregor was saving everything as he does yeah. maybe that's a tactic just let McGregor, McGregor save everything I don't know but uh, apparently Red Star should have got at least a couple of goals in that game so Paul if you have possession stats there like how much what kind of possession have they given up to Red Star at uh, 53% Red Star had 47% possession. Rangers had 357 passes. Best are 385. That's the fact is we should have beat them at Ibrox at the start of the season. Mm-hmm. We should have. We beat them well at Selic Park, so why can we know if we can beat them again? Do you know what I mean? And we're a better team than we were. We said that we're a better team at the start of the season. We're a better team now. So there's no fucking, no reason why we shouldn't be beating them. No, no, no. Nef, I, nef, I gone, no, I'm not saying you're debating them. I'm just thinking it loud like, there's no fear gone there, you know what I mean? If we go there and get a draw, I'll be like, fair enough, we're still ahead. It's not the end of the world. If we win, it'll be superb. It's a big stepping stone, a huge stepping stone. Yeah, the Rangers team, they get beat 2-1. Again, Red start 41% possession, only 300 passes. Which is, I don't know, I just, I just, that, I'm, I'm with Mikey Dow with this one, this, this European form, but they're playing this identical team near enough with these two holding midfield players. I'm just trying to work out. Because I, I think if Morelis is slightly injured, then that just they, they can't score against us. Because they just don't have the players to score. They don't have enough bodies up front. I mean, playing with four at the back plus two midfield players, holding midfield players, means that Celtic are just going to come at droves at them. And at Ibrox, I don't know if that's a good plan, but I think from looking at it, I think that's what... Van Bronckhorst is going to try to do because he's not going to change now is he? Yeah, no. I'd be amazed sure his players are away into it it's the national break as well so the time he gets them back I think he's going to start a whole new strategy oh. who knows it's good but it's going to be great 
So you're going to go home for the, what, the Rangers game or the, the St. Johnston game? Is that what you're going to go, Dan? I, hopefully the St. Johnston game, yeah. Right. That's, That's the good. plan. That's good. Take my son to his first Celtic game. He's 10. Like, just... <laughs> Plan to take him just a full COVID kicked in, aye, and then COVID kicked in, blah, blah, blah. So, just never got to it. So, Josh, I got to his Scotland Island game, the rugby. He got the to the weekend? rugby the weekend, I guess. I had up. a ticket. Did you? <laughs> Couldn't go. Cause How much did your ticket cost? This is a Scottish. Maybe. Mine was 102 tickets, 124 euros. Each? Each? No, no, one, one. one. Yeah, my dad get to my dad went with him, so it was two hundred twenty four all in. So what was that? One hundred twelve. I made one ninety. Ninety. Yeah. But then I'm going. I bought a season ticket for the Republic Island. So me and my son, and then another guy and his son. So mm-hmm. um, it's a season ticket, four hundred euros for four season tickets, and I get you six games. The Scotland which game. I thought. Get you the Scotland game. So Belgium this weekend. Then Lithuania during the week, okay. and then Scotland and Ukraine. Don't know how the Ukraine game will turn out, and then two games in September. So you like, you probably pay hundred quid for the Scotland game anyway. Yeah, it was hundred quid last time I paid for. Yeah, so after all, all eyes moved towards Scotland. But yeah, I just, I'm delighted to make you a great game because I, I I'm delighted that. Well, talk, come on, give me something, something funny at Celtic Park. Come on, Mikey, you must be. Put me on the spot there. Oh, come on. Was he, did you go and get like a, pe- a pizza or something? I don't know. <laughs> Would that be funny? I don't know. Just tell me something, Mikey. Coming from your... Um, anything you, you noticed about the place? It's changed or different? Or? I, I was just... Do you know what? I was like a little kid in a sweet shop. There wasn't anything... I wasn't, you know, thinking of things, oh, look at that. It was all good vibes, was it? It was just all good vibes, yeah. I mean, you know, there was a lot of, um, yeah, I was, I mean, I, I noticed that um, there's a lot more women at football these days, right? Um, and I'll just, I'll just say that, but then I, I'm getting on a bit, you know what I mean? So I'm just like, all these good looking women go to football now, they didn't mind me, but then I just end up finding that. But there is but, a um, there is a lot of good looking women like TikToks and Facebook and yeah, all no, the, the Celtic fans they all seem to go to the game, it's their thing, you know what I mean? It, no. it, well, it was just it was it was just loads of good vibes. There wasn't any you know, there wasn't any like mega drunk I mean, even walking up through the Gallagate now it's like that place has changed, buddy Beard's bar's like some sort of you know, like bourbon, American bourbon joint now, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's just, it's all really different. Um, and, I, and I suppose in a good way, like, it's gentrified and stuff, so... Gentrified, yes. You're not get, yeah. It's kind of not... It, it's all changed in a good way, and like I say, the sun was shining, and it was just such a such a good day. Um, Is Sarah Heed still there, don't it? Sarah Heed's still there and, and the Hoops Bar still there and Bar 67 still there which yeah. is the first Jumping. place aye yeah I mean yeah I'm just going back to all these places when I was like a teenager and you'd go in there 
probably going to a gig at the Barrowlands and some guy came in offering you a stolen video recorder and stuff like that. It's just not like that anymore. Even the bar. Offering you a green Lacoste polo shirt and you're like, I'm not too sure, mate. I prefer a yellow one. He says, give me 10 minutes. He disappears and comes right with a yellow one. You're like, that's service for you. Absolutely. I earned the yes. badge on. <laughs> so, so no, I, can, look, I, can only, I can only recommend it. Um, it, and I did notice that it had changed a lot of it for um, for the better. So, hey, yeah. you, know you should get starry eyed. Was, was there a bit of emotion there as I well? Was getting, there... No, I was getting a bit starry eyed about it. I mean, I would, and I don't know if it would. I think there, are, you know, different things going on there. But I think a lot of it was the, you know, the COVID thing. And I can't remember the last time I've been to a, maybe an event like that where it's just you know completely full. Um, you know, um, yeah, just get that feeling that, oh, you know, this is something I really enjoy doing and I feel quite, you know what I mean, you feel quite relaxed doing it and it's great to be able to do it. So Aye. there was a bit of that going on as well. So, um, and I don't know that maybe that, clearly that wouldn't just, that it's not, that wouldn't be what every Celtic fan's feeling because they've been going to games for a while. But, um, but yeah, the, I was kind of, I was getting a bit, Emotion, aye, excited, overly excited, probably because of that sort of stuff. Um, what about like, uh, like sellers? Was it like, like badges and stuff like that? Is it just, is it changed? Not like, is it all the vans away or what? Aye, that's what I'm now trying to think. I mean, I suppose I was like engrossed in conversation. My whole, maybe that was my problem. Like, I, you know, I was just from. It was one of those days where, like, you just you got to the pub and I hadn't seen my brother for a while and. You know, a couple of his mates come along, and the you know the chat just started from from when we all met up. It's so great. I probably wasn't I wasn't paying enough attention, probably to all of that. But that's what I mean. It was just I was getting swept away. Just like, <laughs> it was like a big wave of optimism that carried me to Celtic Park that's on Saturday. Um, and then you know Martin Henry comes out and um, and he shots. You know what I mean? You're just like Endo, <laughs> you're knocked off again. You know what I mean? The you're, nice you're, shots. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you know, he looked—he looked like he always does. You know, trendy on point. Um, <laughs> so was he wearing like? Was he wearing one of those gillettes? Gilets, gilets. Ah, he had a wee, he had a wee gilet on, a wee oh, cheeky no, under it. Oh. Yeah, then he had his uh, had his shorts on. So you know, he was, he was looking good. Um, <laughs> and yeah, delighted. I'm delighted for you, so Danny. The problem is, Dan, that you can't get a ferry over now, can you? You have to fly over. You won't be able to get a ferry over because. Well, the, the ferry. Aye, yes, um, I will. No chance of getting the ferry because it'll probably get cancelled. So if I can work it. No, I'll be flying, definitely. The Rangers as well. Makes sense. Rangers as well have, before this game, they seem to have plunged themselves into some sort of problems or issues. The fans are all fighting with each other and. Dave King tonight. Dave King's come out and said that this hated Celtic Sydney thing that they're going to play Celtic. Yeah, the Rangers fans are all against it. They're going to. Dave King's come out and said, whatever it costs, I'll pay it. To pray. So there's all sorts of disputes going on in statements, and that can never be a good thing for a football club if they're all arguing, internal arguing. I mean, where's Dave, where's Dave King? King said he'll pay what? He'll pay the, the contract. No, no, <laughs> he'll pay the. No, he'll pay whatever. Because Dave's good at the contracts, isn't he? Say whatever, 
money that's owed for Rangers to come out of that commercial deal, he'll pay. Ah, it. right, okay, Dave, I get you. What a guy. That's going to be. It's going to be totally comical, though, isn't it? If we go and win the league, win the cup, win the treble, Ange goes home doing his fucking victory tour, and Rangers are just in tow. <laughs> You know what I mean? It'll be fucking comedy. <laughs> <laughs> right, boys, you can come on and play now. So was that not true then when the headlines were saying that the whole tournament's in jeopardy? Is it just no. basically Rangers are now trying to... They're selling tickets. But Rangers are trying to find a way out of it. Well, I mean, there's... there's you, know, I, you know what I'm like? I go down these rabbit holes and I listen to all, their, all the, the reasons why not to play. And in my head, I'm. it really is, it's just like, okay... I wonder how many Rangers fans are actually in Australia, you know what I mean? Is there any Rangers? Because it could, like, it could tarnish Rangers' image to get and play in Australia, like, and there's, like, eight fans there. Because that worldwide brand that they go on about, that would be... But maybe they've got more fans than I know to turn up and watch them. But, yeah, they're, they're, they are very angry about it. We're throwing... They nearly wrecked our second half, throwing toilet rolls on and stopping the game and stuff, which it can't be good. So, anyway, I think, as Dan says, you say we have got a better team then, so it doesn't really matter what's going on. We're going to beat them. Exactly, we turn up and beat them, I'll be delighted. I'll be delighted. I'd like to have it done. Yeah, I'd like to get this gate. I'd like I'd like to, for Angie to put on a show. And, 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 and like, if we, if we beat them then in the next game, St. Johnson, I'd say we win that. Then I think we're going to play them the first or second game after the split. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Always, so it's, yeah. It's going to be. What's going on with these tickets? Are Celtic fans going to be there, or is it know. going to be all Rangers fans? Does that not matter? I've not read no. anything about it. There was, I mean, there's a, there was there's something. There's that. a lot of fake news going about about Celtic getting seven hundred tickets and all that, but I, I don't know nah. if it's true or no. Okay. Yeah, we can just assume that there's going to be just home fans for the next two Glasgow derbies. Yeah, which is, I mean, like... I think so. I, I'm not, I, I don't mind that. I mean, I, you know, what, what I would say that is if this this is a new, this is going to be the new way of things, we don't need to have them on Sundays at 12 anymore then. Like, just shift them, shift them mm. to decent times. Because that game... The Wednesday night game was a brown game. Wednesday that night. was amazing. <laughs> you know, that, that, that was... Um, more of that 12 o'clock kickoffs generally I hate but if there's no you know yeah, right. safety reason for it we don't need to be having them at, at 12 on a on a Sunday um, yeah and personally I don't, I don't mind uh, the only thing I, I've noticed a few things from the Rangers side though them basically having a pop at their chairman chief mm-hmm. executive whatever the guy's name is Robertson like, oh, I, uh, you, you started this and basically we're going to we're going to need our fans at Celtic Park for this last um, Glasgow Derby of the season. Yeah, um, you could just turn it into a party. A just yeah. turns into a party. So it's what what a short-sighted decision and what a you know what a stupid stupid thing to start because you know it is just always going to be tit for tat and it's so short-sighted. Yep, from their point of view, but probably tells you what they were thinking at the time. No, it, affects the, it affects the overall, uh, I want to call it brand, but the overall image of the game as well. You know what I mean? There's so much built on the whole atmosphere and the fans at both ends and the fucking pictures they put in the tricolour and all that carry on. So if it's just a one-sided, it'll take away for that side of thing as well, you know? Yeah. Totally. 
But so yeah, this is very very optimistic. How's that? So we've done done our duty. That I was really happy to make because when I first seen your text, Mike, I thought, is he just bought a ticket? Is it an online ticket, a digital ticket? Then five minutes later, there was, there was a picture of Martin Hendo and Mikey Dow standing there, happy as out. No, happy I did. Out. I, I did find. Aye, but a ticket became available fairly late on. So you know, I'm not going to make that mistake of flying up to Glasgow trying to you know beg, borrow, or steal a ticket. <laughs> um, you know, it all just you know fell in your lap. It fell in my lap for once. Fantastic. Um, well, that's going to be my problem. I need to get two tickets next to each other for me and my son, and I'll do it on the Select website. So I'll just I'll get them somewhere, but. That's why I'll need to start doing big ball on phoning. So I'll start phone doing that next week or so. Keep me exactly. in the grind, Martin Henry's. He's usually pretty good. It's two o'clock Easter. It's a two o'clock, two o'clock Scottish Cup in Easter as well. Easter Sunday is two o'clock. I think I've seen that's that. That's a bit better, at least, and I suppose that will obviously be fifty-fifty fans. But I mean, it won't be. It'll be on Premier Sports. So I've got. We've got a Kane family Easter dinner. Across from the Bell College and all that new Italian restaurant in Hamilton, I think we're going there. So we'll have Cancelled. to have to eat quickly. At, at two o'clock. Cancelled. One o'clock, I think. <laughs> Mum and Dad are here just now. I might maybe have a word with them. Half eleven. <laughs> right, fantastic. Well, look, fantastic guys. That was really, really good. And uh, we'll speak then. We'll speak. When is it is it international duty? I'm losing track of what's going on and then we'll speak before the Yeah, International the big game. Saturday and then oh, Tuesday Wednesday. Yeah. April, isn't it? For the next Celtic game. Or third of April maybe. April. Well fantastic guys. Thank you very much. Thank you, Mikey Dahl. Thank you, Dan Devani. Cheers everybody for listening. Happy days. Take care. All the best. Take Bye-bye. care. Bye. Bye. Bye.